This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Save 10% off any order by entering the promo code BLUE13, that's B-L-U-13, at checkout. Or get $5 off purchases of $30 or more by entering the promo code PODSAVE13 at checkout. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is a podcast that does not transform when there's a full moon. Oh! But we transform every Sunday when there's an episode of Once Upon a Time on, which is what this podcast is about. Yes, Once Upon a Time. We transform into super fans. Super fans. (laughs) Spirit fingers, in case you couldn't tell. Now... Obviously, we're going to be talking about this week's episode, uh, Child of the Moon. But if you weren't aware, next week, there's not going to be an episode. It's off the air. Oh, my, goodness. Oh my Sunday night. It's a skip. It's not that bad. It's just a week. I guess it'll get me ready for the Christmas break. This is true. It's just one skip week, but we don't want to go without doing an episode. So we thought it would be fun to do a character profile, you know, step through the character's history, everything we know about them, our opinions about them, how they interact with other other characters and mysteries surrounding them. But we want your help to figure out who we're going to select to do for our first one. Um, now you can go to strawpoll.me slash 4979 and vote. We have, I think, 10 characters there. And uh, you can go in and vote, and we'll close off uh, the results probably Friday afternoon, Friday evening. And then we'll take that list, and we'll just go down in order based on who got voted for the most. So if, say, Gus the Mouse gets enough votes, uh, we'll do a very, very short episode next week. (laughs) Gus, Gus! (laughs) And then we'll move on to number two, number three, number four, etc. But again, that link is strawpoll.me slash 4979. Please go vote because right now we have one, two, three, four, five, seven votes. Only seven. And one of those is me. And me. So two of those are us. (laughs) So please vote. And we'll be tweeting. We'll be tweeting out the link throughout the week. Uh, Probably Wednesday ish. I'll be even putting it up on the website. Greetings from storybrook.com. If you don't feel like remembering that, just go to our website. It'll be there. Facebook. Go to our Twitter. It'll be in the show notes. We'll be blowing it up. We want to know who you want to know about. Okay, uh, well, uh, we're going to get into some good episode discussion and uh, a lot of listener feedback this week. Uh, so uh, go ahead. Uh, tell All us about right. the episode. Ruby embraces her wild side in the old land and the new one. Charming goes crown to crown with old King George. Rumple teaches Henry how to become a dream master. And Gus the Mouse learns all about the axe effect. All in this week's episode, Child of the Moon. So before we get into our, our discussion topics here, what did you think about the episode? Um, I liked it more than I didn't. Mm-hmm. 
that I mean, yeah, I, I like... there were points that I was like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, a big Ruby fan. We all know this. <laughs> eh, on that story, but the rest of it was pretty good. There was a lot going on. You learned a lot, but you just touched on it. Yeah, I, you know, it, I, it was funny. I, w- I was looking through different comments on, on the web that were live as the show was airing. And it started out, everyone was really, really liking it. And then by the end, it was kind of like a bit of a hate parade, which I, I'm personally, I, I thought it was a decent episode. It wasn't, you know, a very strong episode. It definitely uh, wasn't in the top three of the season. No. But I, th- I think last week's episode kind of soured people. Right. A bit. Well, you know, our two cups of haterade. Mm-hmm. And then I think we were just hoping for a really good rebound. And it wasn't there. And then we're going into a break. So I'm a little nervous for after that break because, I mean, there's so much that they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Previews coming soon. <laughs> but. Yeah, they didn't lead themselves into this one well. And I know there's a lot of people who aren't particularly Ruby fans. Mm -hmm. So they may have just veered away on that. Or been prejudiced to it because of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, the first thing I wanted to talk about was... uh, And I saw a lot of people theorizing about this when Henry initially had his dream. The fact that anyone who's been put under a sleeping curse, when they dream, they go to this weird kind of hell-like room. frightening. Like, their description mm-hmm. sounded so timid. I was like, what are these two getting all worked up about? And then when you see it, you're like, okay, I'll cower in the corner, too. Yeah. I will wake up screaming and terrified. Yes. Yeah, and you know, Henry gets an actual burn. That's it's crazy. That and real. See, that's the sign that it's not a dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know it's not a dream, but... To outsiders, if you will, mm-hmm. you know it's not a dream. Yeah, I, who else in the series has been put under sleeping curse? Snow. Snow. Um, was Belle under one at any point? I feel like we'd know that by now, though. If she was, yeah, I don't think she was. I, uh, I, I mean, we never saw her after uh, the Regina. evil queen Regina took her. Right, but I think she but was more sedated just and trapped. imprisoned. Yeah. Right. Um. No, I think it might just be the three of them. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't think of any other characters who have been under that. But the, but that's really interesting that you know there's there's a side effect to it. Right. There's a cool side effect mm-hmm. once you can like chill out and control it. Yeah, and uh, possibly a very useful side yes, effect. But it, we'll talk about that later. Right. We that, will talk about that, that comes later. Down a little bit. Um, and I think like a matter of snow, how she's never in. The dream world. Mm-hmm. Well, she's usually up uh, watching out for she's Aurora. She's always up. Yeah. You never see snow sleep. Mm-hmm. Ever. In the well, series. Well, particularly... Uh, well, I mean, I, I think when uh, her and Emma were roomies, uh, you know... I'm not convinced now. She'd be asleep. But I, I know specifically in Fairy Tale Land in the Enchanted Forest, she's usually staying up to protect Aurora while she's sleeping, you know, with, with the nightmares reason. and all that. With good reason. But again, it, it it makes me wonder why, because uh, I'm sure Snow at some point, and, and you know, they talked about uh, charming, helping protect Lighting her the from candle. the dreams yeah. and everything. I, I wonder why, I, I mean, I'm sure she described the dreams to him. I wonder why he never connected that with Henry's dreams when Oh, we, when Henry described his dream. He's got dream. a lot going on. Yeah. Poor, but, poor Charming is like... Pulled in 16 different directions. 
though I thought it was weird, um, Regina's reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, she knew instantly... Something was Something. up. Something. Well, she had the physical evidence she did get too. The physical evidence. Like Charming might have just been thinking, "Oh, he's a he's a little kid. He's having nightmares because his, his mom. mommy's gone." Uh. No, he it's probably would have been charming. like that. No, not at <laughs> Especially all. Especially considering mommy's his daughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, there's that. So we'll see. Um, Gus, Gus. Ah. Uh, Gus, Gus. We knew we need- ye. Far too shortly. Far too shortly, like... A.K.A. Billy, the tow truck driver. A.K.A. the little fat mouse from the movie Cinderella. My favorite mouse, Gus Gus. But the coolest part of the entire Gus Gus situation, animals can become humans. Yes. Animal characters in fairy tales can become humans in Storybrooke. Which opens the door to things like The the Lion Lion King. King, The um, Jungle Book. Jungle Book. Um... Trying to uh, 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians. That would be the villager. The the <laughs> the cartoon version of Robin Hood. <laughs> well, Robin Hood in general still hasn't made a. Yeah, Robin Hood's been a no show so far. We've got a little Arthur Flounder and Sebastian. True. From the Little Mermaid that we know is coming probably next season. Let's be honest mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. I, well, we will get into kind of their end game for at least this half of the season right. a little later. But. So, but Gus, Gus, you were there, you were there, you were gone. Cut in half. Yeah. By an evil king, King George. That bad word, bad word, bad <laughs> word. That beeping, beeping, beep. Yes. All through this episode, you know, we don't really have him on our points, but we'll talk about him yeah, for a second. About him. He was a jerk. He was a total jerk, but he's always been a jerk. Yeah. He's always been a jerk. But, oh, to do that, like, to kill somebody just to get back at your son? Mm-hmm. Dude. Though, there was quite the body count in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never want to be a soldier. <laughs> now, do you do you uh, do you think we're going to see him again, or do you think uh, he's going to get shipped oh, he's, off? He's he's there for the duration. Like like I don't know if we're going to see you know Charming comes back to the to the uh, sheriff's office to get something, and he's sitting there in a jail cell. Or if he, do you think Charming's Charming's actually going to jail him? I don't think a jail will hold him. I think he, yeah. I mean he's like super well, evil, like Cora. Plus, he, he just doesn't do he, magic. He has really. some people from Storybrooke on his side too, Obviously. so that could that could cause some conflict. Right. I mean, everybody's got somebody on their side at this point. <laughs> it, it, but I mean, you know, obviously he chopped a dude in half. He did chop a dude in half. But now they're not operating on our standards of laws and justice and things. There is completely. No law. It's chaos. You, you know, they, there's a lot of that old land feel going on, including. Mobs with torches and <laughs> everything. Um, so, another... Oh, no. That's you. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Now, uh, when Henry was having the dreams, Mr. Gold comes in and he gives him this little bottle with a potion to help him take control of the uh, the the dreamscape that, you know, yes. he... He's... Our third world. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm wondering, you know, he Regina asked him, she's like, you know, there's always a price. And he's like, you couldn't afford it, but I'm doing it for Henry. Now, what do you think his ulterior motive might have been for that? Um, I saw someone mention online, and this is a good point, but it doesn't. I mean, it's there because he needs Emma back because she owes him a favor still. This is true. 
This is true. That favor from uh, season one. Yes. Their their so, first big interaction that still hasn't that still has never been cashed in, and we know that she is one of very very few people who can leave and come back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. well, Bay. <laughs> With him, it all comes back to Bay. This is true. Uh, one one other theory that I saw tossed out there that I I thought was likely was that gold has knowledge of who Bay is and if you if you still buy into the fact that Neil Cassidy, Emma's uh boyfriend, boyfriend might be Bay, then that would make Henry his grandson. Which means he he would have a very big affection and a one a, a desire to protect his grandson. I could see it. So that that's another possibility. Oh, can you even imagine that poor child's therapy? Or it could be something else, and it's another part really of an just, evil well, plot. Well, I mean, you know, a... Henry's the age that Bay was when he was sent away. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just even just that little kid thing. Like, yeah, he's and a it... nice little 10-year-old who's not going to be at least a little bit sympathetic to mm-hmm. the kid who's having nightmares after being poisoned by his mother and got physically burnt from it. Like, yeah. hello. <laughs> And I, I, I mean, he is trying to be a kinder, gentler gold a little too for right. Belle. Right. And I think even Belle would agree with this type of a magic. <laughs> it's a positive. Um, so going with magic, fairy dust. Fairy dust is back. Fairy it's... dust. Well, the diamonds are back. Mm-hmm. We have to refine them per the blue fairy. Oh, but that doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Just, you know, throw them in a grinder. But do they have a grinder? Don't even say a coffee grinder. You were going there, weren't you? No. No, okay. I, well, yeah, I wasn't going to. <laughs> coffee grinder. Coffee grinder. Um, well, I feel like it was so much more intense in Fairytale Land, the grinding of the diamonds, because wasn't it very dangerous? I, I'm trying to remember, because, I, I mean, they mainly dealt with that in Grumpy's first episode, right? right? His first feature so episode. Yeah, we... I swear, Christmas break, we're like marathoning it. And for these character profiles, too, I'm sure we'll go back and watch yes, key episodes. if you vote for Grumpy, <laughs> we will watch it this week. Strawpole.me.4979. Go vote. But yeah, the so, fairy dust is yeah. back. Uh, they have to refine it. But, they, you know, the the uh, blue fairy or the, you know, the nun. Uh, I love her. But she didn't seem like it. It seemed to feel like it was going to be that big of a deal. It was just going to take a few days. But unfortunately, they didn't get a few days. No. Yeah. They, they got wolf problems. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Werewolves of Storybrooke. Okay. One thing that I thought was really standout in this episode, and even more so than any other episodes that have been his episodes, it was charming. Like, I really thought, especially... The Storybrook hybrid charming. I, I thought this was probably his biggest standout episode and his biggest role in really Storybrook is becoming his town. Uh, he he's almost uh, he's almost being treated like the Emma of this season. You know, yeah. just kind of stepping into that leadership role and smashing windows and cars and getting down awesome, to the meat of it. By the way, I loved it. I loved his, like, just take charge. He's like, all right, we got to figure this out. We know she didn't do it. She is innocent. And now, now that he doesn't have to waste a lot of time out helping the dwarves out down in the mines. Right. Which never <laughs> made any sense. 
Yeah, but he he's he's really coming to into his own. He's he's being a little less flaky as the season goes on. He's getting much more. I think more of the charming is coming out than the David. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's kind of reconciling. Right. Red is taken to the underground burrow of the wolves. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Really cool set design. Really cool set design, which goes with. Um, this is from a review on uh, tvrecaps.ew.com. Uh, he takes Red into a gigantic hidden burrow that used to be the Grand Hall of the Castle until it sunk underground. Um, mm-hmm. Can we find out how the Grand Hall sunk underground? Because that's a, that, I mean, that's a pretty cool. When did this sink? Yeah, we've been back now. Yeah, that that was one of those things I heard him say that, and my ear kind of like perked up at it. But then I was like, "But then they it just moved on." Well, I was like, "Either that's a future story, or I'm not remembering something from last season." But I don't think it's it was future, mentioned. That's definitely a future story because I wasn't. I mean, like I said, after I saw that, I was like searching. Mm-hmm. Fine, when did things? And there was nothing on when it sunk. So um, yeah, and we get to meet uh, down there. We get to meet Red's mother. We meet Red's mother, uh, Anita. So, um, 101 Dalmatians, anyone? Another Maybe? reference, like uh, Pongo uh, right. being uh, Dr. Hopper's dog in the, in the first episode. Exactly. So, but that would be weird that Pongo came over as a dog, but Gus Gus came over as a mouse or as a <laughs> human. Yeah, two, two questions I had about uh, Red's mother. One, where's her dad? Uh, because if... She ate him. You think she ate him? Uh, the, mo- the pack... Mm-hmm. I don't know. They weren't very nice. And, and another thing I, I thought about was, you know, Granny and uh, Ruby seem to have a really good relationship in Storybrooke, even after, you know, the curse was lifted. And mm-hmm. I mean, actually, you know, before the curse was lifted, they, they should probably have a better one now. They, they had their problems, but. Well, that's because, let's be honest, Ruby was just sort of a little bit of a mm-hmm, at the. Yeah, restaurant. yeah. In the in the beginning of the show, she was a bit more of a tart than than uh, an tart, adventurer. Yes, that's a nice word. <laughs> but uh, you know, I they seem to have a really good relationship now. So I'm thinking either the the person who said she was Red's mother was lying about Granny lying, or there's a story to be told there about how Red finally Green. forgave her. Yeah. And there's still the X factor of her dad, which, you know, for all we know, he was the only he was killed by the hunter or the wolf pack killed him or right. something. Or that's another story out there that we'll we've yet to hear. Right. Definitely. Um, so we touched on this earlier. Storybrooke. They like to mob. They like to be an angry mob and have somebody to blame for something. Mm-hmm. And they really like torches and pitchforky yes. type things. Like for real. Yes. It, 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 it always, is 2012. It always does my heart good to see them revert back to villagers yes, a little bit. It's like you can just see it in the cartoon. Like in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Let's kill the beast. That's exactly what last night was, or uh, Sunday night was. Yeah, it was all about killing the beast. It really was. <laughs> but... No. Put down the torches. She was framed. She was framed, I tell you. So. But one one thing I wanted to touch on, too, um, was that with Ruby and Red, they both had a story this episode. And they kind of felt like the same story and that they were teaching her the same lesson. 
you know, because in in the past she learns to embrace her wolf nature, realize that she isn't a monster, she is in control, accept who she is, move on, all that. And then Ruby goes through the same thing in Storybrooke, but they're the same character. She has all of her memories back. I don't. It, it seemed it seemed a little redundant. It was a little redundant. I think that's what a lot of people had the problem with this episode. Mm-hmm. But there was also she even said it. It's been twenty eight years since I've turned. That's a long time to not even have to access that part of your brain. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. that can't be the easiest um, mm-hmm. physical thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I've, I've never Turned been a werewolf. werewolf. Yeah, so it's it, it, it could be difficult. It could be. I feel like it would be hard. Mm. I feel like it would be hard. But, you, you know, we, we still got good moments from both stories. I really liked uh, I really liked when she locked Belle up in the library. Oh, poor Belle. That 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 was funny because you you really didn't see it coming. Like yeah, you almost thought they were gonna hug. Oh, I'm yeah, glad oh, we're friends. Have a little and, sweet moment. And no, locked up. And, and then in the past, I I really I really enjoyed. And a lot of people were complaining about the CG. I thought I just thought it was a cool couple shots where she was running with the wolf pack. That was really cool. okay. The CG was so much better than the giant. This is true. Not to go back to that, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when, you know, she was just the wolf sort of cowering, like, I mean, obviously it's CG. They're not going to have a wolf on set. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, there are more realistic ways to do wolves. Like, on, on Game of Thrones, they have all, all the uh, wolves that are, each one belongs to a Stark child or protects a Stark child. And what they what they do is they shoot you know a regular wolf in front of a green screen, and then when they bring it into the scene, mm-hmm. they make it like two or three times bigger, you know, oh. just to make it seem more monstrous. And I, well, I the the wolves from that mythology get really big too. Oh. I, I forget I forget. There's a Game of Thrones fans are not going to like me because I can't remember exa- dire wolves, dire wolves. That's it. But uh, you know they they could have done that, but I thought they looked just fine. I thought they were perfectly acceptable. I mean, you you got to take it all with a grain of salt. We're watching a show about fairy tale characters. Yeah, you you have to have a at least a modicum of suspension of disbelief. Right, you, you <laughs> got to put it aside. Kind of show. You got to put it aside. Okay, and uh, right there at the end, an, another point of King George being a total jerk. He burns the hat. The one George! way. George. Didn't he still have a castle to get back to? Yeah, I guess. I guess uh, you know, proving that Charming is a, a pretender to the throne is more important, right? Also, where was Charming keeping this hat? I don't know. Like, like the blue fairy said, "You must hold on to this hat. You must be careful with this hat." Well, if you think about it, he earlier in the episode he did break into the sheriff's station, and Charming wasn't there mm, when he when yeah. him and the mob were coming to get Ruby. He could have snagged it then. He could have. He could have. I mean, he did steal Ruby's cloak, and um, that had to be in her house. Yeah, that was either in her house or in Mr. Gold's shop. Right. And if it was in Gold's shop, it's kind of more free game. Yeah. To be honest. Gold's not tending shop very well these days. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if he, especially now that Magic's back, he might have some, some security Problem. Uh, beefed up there. Or, yeah. But uh, back to our point, the yes. hat is gone, and the... That- Hat is gone. I mean, we that do hat have other gone. hats that have been made with possibility. This is true, but but I think we can both agree at this point the the most likely way they're going to build a portal to get Emma and Snow back is probably the Dream World. Totally, because totally they the they world. have one character from each world in that world, 
Right. And, uh, it, you know, even Aurora wakes up at the end and after talking to Henry. So, awesome. So now Emma and Snow know about it, too. And, uh, you know, Henry doesn't necessarily know that the girl in the room is with uh, his mom and grandma yet. Right. But, you know, they know. So they're going to be making moves on their side. And because Gold gave Henry the uh, the magic right. controlly juice. Magic controlly juice. <laughs> magic controlly juice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, since he gave him the magic controlly juice, you know, he probably has an inkling of what's going on, too, and that there might be an opportunity there. I'm sure he knows there's an opportunity. And I'm going to guess that he probably got her name while in the dream world mm-hmm. to be able to spit back out. Like, granted, there Yeah, because in- she, said, she said he said his name was Henry, so I'm assuming she would have replied, my name's Aurora. Right. So. Something. And mm-hmm. we know that Regina and Aurora, while not, you know, tight, mm-hmm. were aware of each other. Yeah. In, and I, I would say in the minute minute 30 she appeared in this episode she's been more useful as a character aurora has than she has all season having a purpose now mulan Mm -hmm. let's do this gotta do something for me yeah yeah i don't think she even showed up in this episode at all she wasn't even there no she she was at craft services she was was having some some dinner (laughs) she took a week off to do a commercial (laughs) um so, again, um, going back to the wolf and the charming scene, there was some graffiti in the alley, and all that we happened to catch from it was that it said 79 times. Anyone? Yeah. Any, anyone know what that was? Yeah. Is, is, that a, is that a lost reference that we're missing? Is that... We weren't really big lost people. Is that, is that a call out to a fairy tale that we're not aware of? Although I've read Grimm's fairy tales I've several times. I've read lots times. of fairy tales, and I don't remember 79 ever. 79 times. Is it, this, or is this foreshadowing of some sort? Mm, Must they go to the dream world 79 times before we get out? Yeah. If, if you anyone out there has any idea, because we're genuinely curious we got about nothing. it. Uh, you can... <laughs> And we'll list the whole spiel at the end of the episode, but uh, our email address is greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email and let us know what you think 79 times might mean, or if it was just something that happened to be there. Set designer. Or the set designer didn't bother to remove it. Who knows? But, you know, shoot us your theories if you have them. Yes, please. Okay. uh, So on a scale of seven to... (laughs) 19 wolf paws. Oh. What would you give this episode? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this episode 16 wolf paws. 16 wolf paws. I think. That's Enjoy. pretty high. I'm trying to do the conversion. Yeah. There's, it, there's math involved tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually do 1 to 10 something. So I, I decided to change it up today. I I'd 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 probably get I'd probably give it a fourteen and three quarters of a wolf paw. Thirteen I, and an injured paw. Like overall, <laughs> overall, it was it was a decent episode. Like I said, I th- I thought the uh, the flashback plotline and the modern day plotline were a little redundant for Ruby, and this the story really didn't get progressed too much. We did get fairy dust back, and we did. You know, Key points happened. Yeah, yeah. That's the really like this episode. It was just like mm-hmm. there were some big key points, but in some really small spaces. Yeah, it was a character focus episode with two little dollops of full season three. art. Three, three, fairy dust, fairy dust, the Dreams. room, the hat. 
feel like the hat was important. See, I, th- I think the hat was kind of minor because there was no guarantee they were going to get the hat working again anyway because it was so busted. They were so banking busted. on it. They don't know. Mm-hmm. To them, all is lost. Okay, so well, three, yeah. th- three dollops of season-long arc right. stuff. So uh, 14 and three quarters wolf paws. Yeah. Okay. Overall, we liked the episode. We didn't love it. We didn't hate or hate it. At the beginning of this, the episode this week, you might have noticed a little bit of an ad read. Now, I, our, the people who keep track of our podcast statistics, uh, Blueberry, uh, offered us uh, a deal with GoDaddy to uh, do some advertising and stuff. I, I, I don't want to make a big ad read about it. We'll have the little call out at the beginning of the episode. But I, I really like GoDaddy. I, I mean, not everyone likes GoDaddy. I really like GoDaddy. I've been using them for four and a half, five years now for my personal web hosting. Greetings from, from Storybrook, for example, is hosted on GoDaddy. And, you know, there are some negative points. I, I understand people, uh, you know, they have their criticisms. For example, they had a big outage this year. But it, to their credit, GoDaddy did provide me with a month's worth of free hosting for the trouble, which we actually... Uh, That's how we got our yeah, website. We use, we use the credit to buy the domain name for Greetings from Storybrook. <laughs> But they're a good host. Uh, if if you have a host already, obviously, you know you know what you like. Stick with them. If you want to give GoDaddy a try, though, uh, we do have a couple of offers here. You can get twenty uh, percent off of hosting one, two, and three plans by using the promo code HostPod thirteen at checkout, and you can get ten percent off of any product you order, order at GoDaddy by using the promo code Blue thirteen. That's B L U thirteen. And, you know, if you order something and you use one of these promo codes, uh, they give us a little kickback. It helps pay for the hosting. We would love a kickback. Let's be honest. <laughs> Who doesn't like a kickback? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, but it, we like GoDaddy, so it works for everybody. It's not going to buy us every item in Mr. Gold's shop. Not but, at all. Not but it'll all. probably buy us a sandwich at, at uh, Granny's Diner. Uh, I'll take a sandwich. A hamburger. Hamburger. An iced tea. With Bell. Actually, you guys would have to order a lot of hosting pan- plans for us to uh, to go down to arrange that. <laughs> but uh, I and you know, like I said, we probably won't make a big deal of it in every episode. It'll probably just be that little stinger at the beginning. I know people hate ads, so I, I don't want to get too overbearing about it. But if you want to help out the show when you're looking for hosting, GoDaddy dot com and use the promo codes that I, I mentioned, and they'll be up on the website and in the show notes too. Now, on to the news. News. Okay. First off, the ratings. I almost want to skip this. I know, but it's got to be said. It's become a regular. This week's episode of Once Upon a Time, unfortunately, had the lowest ratings for any episode in the series. That means last season and this season. Yeah. Any episode that's been aired so far, first run... This episode did did worse than. I blame the haterade. Yeah, I blame last week's episode. I blame last week because so many fans were expecting so big reveals, much. big surprises. A really strong One episode. Thing, we, we all wanted something. Pretty much, we, everybody wanted the same thing, mm-hmm. and we didn't get it. So I'm sure that turned a lot of people away. They're like, "Oh, well, on you." Yeah. yeah. Us, however, pushing through. Mm-hmm. We know the good is coming. But uh, the the promo for next – or not next week, but two weeks from now's episode 
is really strong. So I, hopefully that'll get pull some people back in. But yeah, it didn't do very well at all. Uh, it, it was a twenty three percent down from last week. I uh, got a three point four for adults, eighteen to forty nine. Uh, but yeah, that hurts. Uh, that hurts. I, I hate I hate being the bearer of bad news, but we do that the ratings every week, and them's the facts. But maybe we can all help and just promote it, you know, share mm-hmm. the preview for in two weeks. Just keep sharing on your Facebook mm-hmm. and your Twitter, talking to people, get them interested and be like, oh, do you watch You watch it? Why didn't you watch this week? And, you know, push it a little bit. Be like, no, you if, okay, fine, you didn't like that episode, catch up mm-hmm. and watch the preview because that preview is going to get you so excited to watch that next episode. I yeah, think. I, I would particularly, and without getting too much into spoilers, um, another show that airs on Sunday night, if you know, know anybody who is a fan of that show, a very popular show on a cable network that rhymes with Bay Chem B, uh, then I would suggest sharing the trailer with them. I don't want to get into spoilers too much for the trailer, um, but I it it rhymes with the talking Fred. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Anne Marie wasn't B getting was it. At all. I was like Bay Chem B. I was hearing bacon. Yeah, but the other big Sunday night show. If you know anyone who's a fan of that show, share that trailer with them. I, you, you might get them to tune in for an episode. And watch that one. And fingers crossed it'll be good. I think it will. And our, I mean, the preview mm-hmm. already looked really good. Yeah. Even just like that part. Um, okay, so news. Last time I'm going to throw this out there. Podcast awards. Voting ends on the 15th. Um, get out there and vote for once. Support once, once upon podcast. a time. Um, you know, get the word out if they at least, you know, the fact that they're up for it, that's mm-hmm. already getting the word out by voting for them. And if they win, that could bring back more fans and the more fans the show has, the better the CGI will be next time. Yeah. And I will say while you're there, um, they are up against a friend of mine in one category. So I won't mention that show, but if you're looking for other shows to fill in the blanks with uh sword and laser, uh, by with, uh, Tom Merritt. And Veronica Belmont is a good one to vote for. Scam School, which I actually shot a couple episodes of in Indonesia a few months back. It's a good one to vote for. I'd also recommend Film Sack and The Morning Stream and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Tech Stuff. All, all done by people people that, if I'm not friends with them, I'm very well acquainted with them. So if you're looking to fill in those blanks, go ahead and toss those shows in there too. There you go. There you go. Um, okay, some of our, you know, news and discussions and the such for this week. Um, a lot of people on Reddit were getting really frustrated by there being so many main characters. <laughs> and it felt like they're just throwing this person back in and this person back in, which I do kind of feel like Jiminy Cricket every once in a while. He just pops up so you don't forget he went away and then he goes away. Yeah, but see, I have such positive feelings associated with him that oh, no, he'll, he's totally yeah. fine with no, me every time. No, he's fine with me. I mean, I don't agree with it, but mm-hmm. there are just a lot of people who feel there's just so many plots and so many things going around that they'd like to see it synced up a bit more. But let's just be honest, that's not how these guys write. Yeah. This is not how they – this is not how these – producers do it yeah this is from episode one this has been an ensemble show a very ensemble you know and i i I mean you do have your main points of focus in snow white and her family uh but 
but out, outside of that, I, 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 I think it's pretty well balanced. I mean, obviously, we've, we've had a couple kind of weird episodes. Uh, but, but there's always a standalone or weird episode. Yeah, they, they always in have. every series. Like, any show mm-hmm. you watch, there's at least one or two standalones in a season. Yeah, and, and I mean, we got, we got these last year. We got one with Red. Uh, we got a, one with Cinderella. Uh, you oh, know, where it was just kind what of like a standalone. Uh, she's on a different show. Oh, now, so okay. She, uh, the character is still in Storybrooke, but she probably won't be showing up except for a little, maybe a bit part. Nice. <laughs> somewhere That's along why the way. they killed off Gus Gus. Yeah. We Poor Gus. That connection. I'm sorry. I'm mourning Gus Gus. Oh, see, so you said Gus, and I was thinking uh, Giancarlo Esposito, the, uh, the genie. Because oh. uh, he was Gus on Breaking Bad. Oh, see, I don't watch that show. <laughs> but then I remembered, ah, the mouse. The, Gus, mouse, the mouse. The mouse. I'm sorry, I didn't say it quick enough. Gus, Gus. Um, okay. Okay. If you want to peep out here real quick, reviews. I, yeah, we're going to be talking about future episodes a little bit. Oh, by the way, if you want to look in on that Reddit thread or chime in, I will have the link in the show notes for you. Go yes. ahead and let's talk. Okay. About Next episode, episode eight. Here's what they put out. Cora endeavors to steal the compass from Emma and Snow slash Mary Margaret so that she may locate the portal to Storybrooke. Meanwhile, Regina and Rumpelstiltskin slash Mr. Gold must place Prince Charming slash David. That's really annoying, isn't it? Um, his <laughs> life in danger so that he may contact and give Snow imperative information. Ah, sleeping curse. And uh, Speculation. Speculation. <laughs> and uh, if you've seen the trailer for next week, there's going to be zombies. There will be zombies. Which is why, why I was referencing The Walking Dead. There's going to be zombies in Fairytale Land, which is really cool. I like it. All right. And episode nine. Episode nine. This is way future spoilers. So, again, skip for it about a minute if you don't want to be spoiled. Go right. Ahead. This should be um, for the break. Is Hook and Cora face off with Emma and Mary Margaret in a race for the compass. Mr. Gold and Regina plan to kill anyone who enters the portal. And this is parts me. Okay, so everyone should be back by Christmas break, right? Because <laughs> just the sounds that – and looking at that preview with the zombies, everyone looks like they should be back in two weeks, let alone in three or four. Because I think there's actually a break after the next episode too. Oh, wow. I don't know. I My, cal- my internal calendar is not Lots good. of breaks. Lots yeah. of breaks, but it keeps – But know. before they break for Christmas, I'm sure we're going to have everyone in Storybrooke ready to hash it out. You know, right. I, I can't I can't see them stretching out, you know, the whole fairy tale land adventure anymore unless they're bringing the whole town into fairy tale land, which would be kind of cool, too. But still, they got to find a portal. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. portal still has to occur. If you ask me, they found the portal. They in... did find the portal. They just yeah. have to be able to figure out how to utilize it. Exactly. And now it's time for listener feedback, which we got oh, a ton this week. Tons of feedback. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. It's nice to know that people are listening. <laughs> it, it makes us happy. Every time I open the email, I'm like, oh, there's mm. another one. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we, we get the, you know, the statistics and stuff. But for all we know, those are you know, people over in China just trying to slam our servers, DDOSS or right, something. Right, they're trying to do something it's cool to, to cool us. to get, get back feedback from people with actual names. I like it. I like actual names. But uh, last week we asked you guys to, if you wanted to send us a voice or send us voice a clip. voice clip, anything like that. And we actually got one from Kristen, and we're going to go ahead and play that right now. Um, my name is Kristen, and I've just recently started listening. I just had a couple thoughts about 
the tattoo that Emma has. I've seen it in a previous episode when she first went to Mary Margaret's home and they were drinking coffee or something. There was a slight view of her tattoo and in this latest episode of Tallahassee, we saw a clear camera angle. On her wrist, there is a flower tattoo. And Jennifer Morrison does not have any tattoos in real life, so surely there's some kind of importance later on in this episode because tattoos are permanent and this needs to be a permanent part of her. I was looking into flowers in fairy tale and the only ones that I could really think of were Beauty and the Beast, but that one's a rose. And the flower from Bambi, it, it's a similar style flower. And there's also like the sunshine flower from Tangled. Oh, the poppies from Wizard of Oz. And there's also been other references to the poppies from Wizard of Oz, like the powder that she threw at the giant to make him sleepy and many other Wizard of Oz references, so that could be what the flower is. Anyways, I don't know if this is a big point or not, but um, I do know that flowers are like a symbol of life and hope and rebirth because of the springtime. If you guys think there's any other evidence or connection to the fairy tales, let me know. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Kristen, for your voicemail. And I, I just wanted to – we will address uh, your your uh, comments and stuff. I just wanted to point out to everyone else, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can either send us an audio clip or you can dial our new voicemail number. Uh, we set up a Google Voice up. number if you don't feel like breaking out a microphone. It's 424-274-2352, and you can just call in, leave us a short voice message, and uh, we'll play it on the show. But you looked into this uh, whole tattoo issue a bit. I tried. I tried. Um, the When I looked at the picture, it did sort of look like a poppy, but it also kind of looked like a stylized cherry blossom. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find too much with poppies other than really that Wizard of Oz reference. Though that there have been so many Wizard of Oz references late, yeah, lately. Uh, you Oz, know that's coming around. Oz is coming. It's just a matter of when and how. And who. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Toto. Um, but I did look a little bit on the uh, cherry blossoms. And there was actually a link to Mulan. Because mm. I just searched, you know, cherry blossoms and fairy tales, and Mulan actually came up because cherry blossoms are Japanese anyway. Yeah, so it kind of made it made sense, but there wasn't much. I'm not sure if it like I couldn't get oh. anything concrete or that made any sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep looking. You're welcome to keep looking. <laughs> um, hopefully something will come of it because you know if. Jennifer Morrison doesn't have the tattoo and they put it there for the show. Cause I do mm-hmm. remember seeing it before, yeah. which was really cool. Cause I, you know, sometimes you just see, I, I hadn't recalled seeing it. I remember actually. seeing it after it was pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um, but these days I, you, I don't really pay attention to tattoos unless they're really huge or very obviously about something on a show because everybody has tattoos. Yeah. Pretty much. So um, yeah, and you checked it out, and the the actress definitely doesn't have the tattoo. Yeah, I, I mean, I looked. It's, I, it's I something they're putting there intentionally. They're putting it there intentionally, and that's a pretty obvious spot. Mm-hmm. 
to put it on her wrist. Yeah, and if like you that. haven't seen this uh, tattoo, Kristen was nice enough to send us a screen cap. Dude, you're awesome. You, you got us all set. So, so <laughs> that'll be in the show notes up on our website. Uh, and uh, you know, if you want to take a look at it, if you have any thoughts on it, go ahead and comment on the website. And, yes, please share or whatever. Uh, so uh, next, uh, next, good old win. We love having your emails. Um, so here's what Wynn, part of what Wynn had to say. I cut you down, girl. Cut you down. All right. Uh, speaking of Rumple, I enjoy his scene with Regina Henry in the locket, but I would have loved him to have discovered that Belle was chained up in the library so that he could let her go. That would have been a set, have a setup for uh, petty resentment for him to play out again, uh, Ruby in the future. Would you like me to read that again now? I uh, know that's okay. We'll leave that in. That's my mail sound because I forgot to mute my computer. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Wynn. Um, next episode, zombies. Will Mulan hack and slash her way back to rele- relevance? We shall see. Now, I do have to admit, I was re-watching the episode while I got Wynn's email. And mm-hmm. part of other things was mentioning the fact that there were only a few small things. And, and I was like, oh, the hat. Did I miss that? And then literally two seconds later, the hat gets pulled out and thrown in the fire. I'm like, oh, I just completely missed that the first time. That's what small screaming children will do to you. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah, but thank you again, Wynn, for writing in. Oh, you're always a pleasure to hear from you. Okay. And uh, lastly, uh, we have a a new uh, writer into the show, or uh, listener that wrote into the show. Sorry, guys. It's a little late. I'm a little wacky. It's okay. Okay, uh, this is from Tim. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. First off, great podcast. Thank you. Uh, You guys are funny and insightful and have great chemistry. Oh, Thank you, Tim. I love this letter already. Uh, For instance, I really like the Sing Me a Story reference. You had to go there, didn't you? Uh, Thank you. I thought that was a great bit, too. Sing Me a Story. And I always cut it off right there. Well, of course. I had to play it, though, because he mentioned it. It's going to be stuck in my uh, week. And he said, I'll have to check out that show. It's okay. It's for kids. But there's uh, some good stories. Uh, anyways, on to my question. I, and I thought, that you guys would, I thought that you guys would like it. So August's job in season one was to aid Emma's belief. I am filling in in magic. August helped Mr. Neil Cassidy, Emma's then-boyfriend, by telling him about Storybrooke and the curse. Why did August not say to Emma that if you do not believe, if you don't believe me, why not look up Neil? Granted, August stole money that was rightfully Emma's, and he would not like to admit that, but his ultimate goal was to get Emma to believe, and that would have done it. Also, if this had happened, they could have saved August's reveal for season two and then shown back to keep the... Or then show back to sorry I'm having a hard time reading. And then show show back to the Pinocchio the Pinocchio episode ah and uh, the Emma's boyfriend episode. Anyways, hope you like my thought and share it. I'll see you around, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. I my I'm sorry re- he can't speak tonight. Yeah, my reading. reading my reading did not do, do justice to your letter. Um. Well, I I I think uh. Emma really wasn't too much in contact with Neil, and that was kind of the point. I think, yeah, that was the thing. I don't know if she'd have been able to find Neil because you know she had to have tried. Yeah, and you once she got out of the clink. 
you know, <laughs> if, if August, who was kind of in control of the situation, thought it was a good idea for uh, Neil to contact Emma, that he would have contacted Emma. Right. So, you know... It, there, there were other ways for August to get her to believe, and they eventually worked. Yeah, so. eventually. But um, with the whole money thing, I don't know that he necessarily stole the money from her because he did give her the car. Yeah, who yeah. they never with said the... that the money didn't mm-hmm. happen, and she, you know, she was pretty well dressed there at the uh, first episode of last season. Yeah, and she has that really nice leather jacket that, that she, she wears, wears in all every the episode. Time. Well, <laughs> she is stuck in fairy tale land right now. She's forgiven there. Yeah, I, so it's so, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that uh, he, he took the money. money. He, he might, he might have taken a couple twenties or well, something. You, you know, know. It when presented with that much money, mm-hmm. got to skim off the top. <laughs> but I uh, thank you again, Tim. Uh, if you want to write us uh, or you know call us, uh, you can write us email. Greetings from Storybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us on Twitter at GF Storybrook. Uh, we have Facebook pages, Google Plus pages, which you can get to our we- to from our website. Greetings from Storybrook.com. Exactly. And uh, like I said, we have a new voicemail number, which is 424-274-2352. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing our first big character profile episode. Go vote. I want to know who you want to hear about. Yes, we... we we have our own favorite characters, but if you don't want to hear about them, we don't want to talk about them because this is all for you guys. This is for you. So, like I said a couple times in the episode, you can vote for that at strawpoll.me slash 4979. And uh, anything you want to say before we wrap up, Anne-Marie? Nope. Nope. I'm good. Nope. <laughs> You're good. good. Okay. Well, you can follow <laughs> me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. And I'm at AMD Simone. And until next week for our first character profile episode, greetings Greetings from from Storybrooke. Storybrooke.